The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. This is a Talk of Champions Extra. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Joining me, David Hellman. Covers the Dallas Cowboys for DallasCowboys.com. Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? I, look, I mean, at least the Cowboys balanced this out by giving me an LSU guy, too. Mm-hmm. If, it was just, if it was just Sam Williams we were talking about, I'd be devastated. Well, not just Sam Williams. Dontario Drummond signed as an undrafted free agent. Yeah, it's an Ole Miss heavy draft class in Dallas this year. That's why he's on. That's why he's on this Talk of Champions Extra, because it's a big deal. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Everybody knows this at this point. Been one since I was three years old. And finally, I can't tell you the last time, I can't remember when the Cowboys drafted an Ole Miss Rebel. That never happens. Shoot, yeah, I mean, and he wasn't even a draft pick, but like the last Ole Miss guy I really remember playing for Dallas was Jeremy Parnell, which was... Breland speaks I mean, last like, year kind of counts. Well, oh, I forgot about I forgot about. Speaks. <laughs> he doesn't really. He's, yeah, he's practice squad. Yeah, practice practice squad. You know, kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But I mean, the last the last big time contributor from Ole Miss in Dallas was probably Jeremy, and that was. I mean, shoot, he left in 2014. So yeah, it's yeah. been a minute. It's been a minute, and they took him in the second. A lot of that. It wasn't a surprise. It was a surprise to some, but it wasn't really a surprise if you've been following the Cowboys in particular, which you do, and you're a huge draft nick anyway. I mean, you studied the crap out of this stuff. No one knows the draft quite like David here, man. I mean, like he follows draft picks, and Sam with the Cowboys, that relationship started pretty early and uh, got stronger once he had his pro day at Ole Miss, and Dan Quinn worked him out. So it wasn't really a surprise to you, right? Once they did make him the pick in the second round. No, I mean if you pay attention to this stuff the way that I do, sometimes they make it easy on you. I mean, you're not, mm-hmm. you can't be, you can't be a hundred percent right all the time. There's 31 other teams. There's 31 other draft boards, but if you pay attention, you can kind of read some tea leaves. I mean, you say it yourself when, when the Cowboys defensive, it's the guy through his pro day workout. And then, uh, you know, Sam was down there in Oxford doing his press conference with his son after it was over. And he was talking about how Jerry Jones had been blowing him up on the phone. I actually, on, on Friday morning, to give you a little behind the scenes, obviously there's there's a million people that make this whole thing go, and we've got graphic designers that have to make the, all of the graphics when we draft the guy and this, that, and the other. And one of our designers was like, do you have any idea who they might take? Like, do you have a clue? And I was like, look, there's not there's no way to predict this to a certainty, but I, I wrote down a list of like five names and Sam Williams was number one on it. I was like, if you made me bet $5 right now, <laughs> who they might draft tonight, Sam would be at the top of my list. And Hey, sometimes, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it all comes together. And that is exactly what happened. Uh, I think the Cowboys have had a read on him as far back as 
January, if not earlier, and uh, they got their guy. What is the Cowboys' read on Sam Williams? I think you know, and Ben, you're a you're a Cowboy fan, so this actually carries some weight yes, with you. It does. This whole this whole situation to me reminds me of um, when they drafted Demarcus Lawrence in 2014, which is to say guys with rare traits to rush the passer, they don't, they don't typically last long. I mean, it, they certainly exist, but like you will not find a long list of players. Uh, you will not find a long list of like pro bowl caliber edge rushers that weren't drafted in the top, like 50 picks. Like it just doesn't happen that often because those traits are so valuable and teams identify them and go get them. And in 2014, the Cowboys were all the way back at 47 and they traded up to 34 because they thought Demarcus Lawrence was the last guy in the class uh, that had those traits. Obviously they didn't have to trade up to get Sam. I think, uh, I think some of his, his past history being suspended from Ole Miss, I think some of that contributed to why he was still there. Uh, But I think the Cowboys had a conversation where they were like, this is a dude who has those traits. Like he has the traits to bend the corner, get to the quarterback. Maybe he's not a finished product right now. Um, but if we don't take him here, we won't get him. And, uh, and so, yeah, like I don't think he's as fully polished as the guys that went at the top of the draft, but I think he has those types of traits and, you know, we'll see if the Cowboys can develop him as well as they did to Marcus Lawrence, but we know they have a history for it. And, um, yeah, I mean, if he hits on that potential, I, this is this is a very high ceiling pick. We could nerd out, and we could talk about RAS scores, but let's just keep it pretty basic here. He measured at the NFL Combine equal or better than Travion Walker, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, ran a better 40 than all of them, Kayvon Thibodeau, but his sacks and his tackles for loss and his production last year was within one or two of pretty much every category with Aiden Hutchinson. He went second overall, so... Those traits on their own show you this wasn't a reach. I mean, this is a player that he skyrocketed up boards because of those numbers and the production, all that kind of stuff. Like he, he'd kind of earned that. And yeah, I mean, yeah, you can, uh, uh, Brian Baldinger, the, the NFL analyst, uh, former player who does great work. I literally, he did a breakdown on Sam yesterday, uh, on Sunday, depending mm-hmm. on when you're listening to this, but, uh, <laughs> He was like, I know there, there's not an edge in this class that is more talented than Sam Williams. There might, there might be edges that are just as talented, but there's not one that's like significantly more. And yeah, man, sometimes I just say like, don't overthink it. And if you set the sack record at an SEC school, that, that carries a lot of weight in my opinion. Uh, and I know, you know, Ole Miss was a good team last year. Obviously they made it to a new year's six bowl, not saying they were a bad team, but you know, we're not talking about like an Alabama where there's just a new guy in the pipeline. You know, Alabama is a great example where, you know, Will Anderson's not even draft eligible. And that's one of those schools where you're like, well, they got some good players, but the best guy on the team's not even draft eligible. I think at a, at a school like Ole Miss, when you're setting the sack record, uh, you're the focal point of the offensive game plan. You know what I mean? Like teams went into that game saying like, okay, we got to deal with this guy on the edge. And he still set the sack record. And in the like in a conference like the SEC, I just think that type of production carries a ton of weight. So you like the fit too with what they need. I honestly, I mean, and and he will be he will play right away uh, for sure. But what I think they need, not necessarily help, like just in the in the sense of bodies, 
they got guys, right? I mean, they signed Dante Fowler. They re-signed Dorrance yep. Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Terrell Basham is still around. They used a pretty big pick on Chauncey Golston. They got guys, but what they didn't have, other than Demarcus Lawrence, they need juice. And again, that's um, that's why it reminds me of Demarcus Lawrence. I remember the year Demarcus was drafted. They just kept saying they were like, "This is the last guy in this class that's mm-hmm. like got the juice to get around the corner like this." And I think they see that in Sam too. Like they need they need that guy with that freakish ability to get around the corner like Randy Gregory had. And I don't know. I don't know. If, I mean, Randy, Randy was a freak in his own right. So I don't want to put too much expectation on the guy right away, but that's, that's why he's here. Like it's, it's because those guys are rare. And so I think I'd be surprised if Sam is a day one starter um, just because, I mean, you know, Dante Fowler was a top five pick in his day. He's been in the league for a long time. There are experienced players here who know what they're doing. Uh, but this is a guy who can add juice to your pass rush right away. And then the hope is obviously that he develops into a more complete player, um, much like DeMarcus, who really, I mean, he was brought in for his pass rush ability and has developed into one of the more well-rounded ends in the league. So obviously that is the, that's the hope. Um, but at the very least, this is a guy who I think in pass rush situations will be able to help right away. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. If I get credentialed for a Cowboys game next year, are you going to show me a good time once I come into town, or are you going to be like a typical LSU asshole? I mean, I will trash talk you the whole time we're there. Uh, I mean, I will not let you have an easy go of it. But, yeah, we okay. absolutely – if if you make it over here, I'll take you out. Shoot, I mean, literally, what I do football weekends, I'm I'm a freak. Like I, you know, I work all day Sunday covering this team, and all day Saturday I just go watch college football. So I'll take you out to okay. I'll take you out to my favorite college football spots. Hopefully, watch the Tigers get a win. Hopefully, watch the Rebs take an L. But yeah, yeah, we can. You know, what would be great is if we could line it up a Cowboys home game with LSU Ole Miss in football. Oh man, that would be I, that stresses me out because my uh, my expectations for LSU aren't super high right now. So the thought of like getting trash talked in the moment while I'm losing that doesn't sit well with me. But yeah, man, I mean we could we could we'll sort something out for sure. Well, here's my question though. All right, are you so dug in on your Ole Miss hatred that you still wouldn't be open minded to actually being shown a good Ole Miss weekend? Buddy, I've been I've been to Oxford like three times. I've done all the stuff. I've I mean, which yeah, but I'm apparently sure you haven't done it with the right people. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not dying to go back to Oxford anytime soon, if wow. I'm being honest. But like, wow. I would, I would let you, I would let you show me around. Okay. I mean, all right. All right. and I get it, I get it. There's some trees, and you hang some chandeliers from them, and it's supposed to be very impressive. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've kind of been there, done that. <sighs> <laughs> Ontario Drummond was an undrafted free agent signing. Um, what did you think of that? Because I think Dane Brugler, who's a friend of yours, has been on this podcast before. I think he had like a late round potential grade on Dontario. So I'm I'm pulling up. I don't have his his numbers right in front of me, but I know like the big the big knock on Drummond was just like he doesn't necessarily have speed. NFL speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you look. I mean, this is this is a bigger bodied guy. Um, I like the measurables a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I, I got him pulled up now. I mean, a, a four six five is going to hurt your draft stock. As, I mean, not at every position, but at that position for sure. Um, it's interesting because so the Cowboys clearly have done a lot of work on the top end. They re-signed Michael Gallup. Um, C.D. Lamb is obviously still here, and they drafted uh, Jalen Tolbert, who I would imagine is going to slot right in as a day one starter. Um, I love that the, kid the too, back, man. I love that kid. Oh man, he's he's feisty. He's mm-hmm. a he's a good football player. Which it was, it's kind of a departure to see the Cowboys use a top 100 pick on a kid from South Alabama, but but I think it was a fantastic value. I honestly, I know for a fact they were arguing in the war room about Tolbert versus Sam, and Sam obviously won out. But there were plenty of people in the building that that would have wanted to draft Tolbert 56th overall. So I mean. You've got a pretty rock solid three, but after that, it gets interesting because James Washington is only here on a one-year deal. It was a minimal investment. Noah Brown re-signed on a one-year deal. Uh, Simi Fehoko, the draft pick from last year, is still hanging out. But you know, when you're a when you're a day three pick, the later you get from your rookie year, the less your job security becomes. So uh, Fehoko is a guy that really needs to put his best foot forward this year. And if you think the Cowboys are going to keep, I mean, they're at least going to keep, keep five. They have a history of keeping six in recent years. So I think that does leave at least one spot open. Um, and yeah, and they, they did not draft the day three receivers. So Drummond is a guy that I think you keep your eye on. I know they're, I think they signed another undrafted receiver. I can't remember the guy's name right now, but uh, there are a couple guys here with, with some impressive upside. I I, like if we're just shooting off the rip, I don't think I like Drummond's odds of making the 53. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he would have to really have a wonderful training camp. Like he would really have to just play with his hair on fire. But, um, and the Cowboys love to keep those types of guys on the practice squad. So I certainly think there's a good chance that he can carve out a way to, to keep himself around for a while. For yeah, sure. For Don Terrio to make the roster, make practice squad, whatever it might be. Like how high of a, or how steep of a hill is that for him? Do you think? I think it would be, I think it would be a steep hill to climb to get onto the 53 man roster. Uh, just because like, again, is Noah Brown a sexy name? No, but that's a six year veteran uh, who has a role on special teams. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's, he's 230 pounds. He, he has a skill set that not a lot of wide receivers have. Uh, so that, I mean, that's a hard guy to unseat for the role that he does. Um, so when you like when you just look at the depth chart on the 53 being five or six guys, I certainly think it's possible, uh, but I think it's it's probably a steep hill to climb. But then 
teams love to keep receivers on the practice squad. Like when you think about a practice squad and I love talking to people about this because I think it, it's, it's an element of roster building that, that not a lot of people appreciate, but it's really, it's not about like, I mean, to a degree it is about potential and, Oh, can this guy grow into a useful player? But it's also about like, how do we get through game week? Like, do we have enough guys who can run routes and simulate concepts for us so that our starting receivers aren't running their legs off? Uh, do we have guys that can be on the kick teams and on the special teams so that we're not asking guys who are going to play on Sunday to do too much. And so teams love to keep receivers on their practice squad because they're athletes, right? I mean, you can run Ontario Drummond can come out here and run routes all day and he's not going to get tired or wore out. And it, it's going to take the strain off of the guys who have to play. So I would bet the Cowboys keep two to four receivers on their practice squad this year. That's usually what happens. And uh, if he has a good camp, he absolutely could be one of them. There's no doubt. Can you just march into Jerry's office and tell him to let CD wear number 10? Cause that would be way cooler than 88, which has played out. I think uh, if I did that, Jerry would probably point me toward the spreadsheet that shows how many 88 jerseys they've sold. And uh, that would be that. I uh, know. Just well, before, so what are your what what are your thoughts on? They gave Sam a legacy number two. He's wearing fifty four. I know. I was going to say something. I just don't like fifty four. I wanted him to wear yeah. like seven. I wanted him to wear a single digit number. I'm a big I'm a big fan of the single digit. Well, number. we can do it now in the NFL. Like, why the hell not? That's what you should be wearing. I I agree. Hey, okay. I would have given him. I mean, to be fair, there aren't a ton of numbers open on this roster right now. But That's yeah, true. like give me. Give me Sam wearing like number five. I think that would look badass, but yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be fifty four, and that's okay. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem at all, man. Anytime. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.